Welcome to Prepare to Care, the ARP podcast with resources and tools to support the millions of family caregivers who provide unpaid care to their loved ones. I'm Marie Pierre, your host for this podcast. So when I think of caregiving, I often think about it as a series of very personal interactions. Um, I make dinner for my husband, I help my parents sort out their finances, I, I talk to my daughters about you know medical or afterlife wishes or about our own grandmother. Uh, but what happens when we can't be there in person or when we burn out or, or when we need a little extra help? What are the technologies out there that might help us? So today, to answer some of those questions, we've invited Nadia Morris. Nadia is the director of the AT&T Foundry for Connected Health. That sounds awesome. And she's here to share with us all the fascinating things that, um, that AT&T is, is doing and inventing to help caregivers in the not-so-distant future. Um, if you don't think there is space for technology in caregiving, I'm encouraging you to think again. So coming up on Prepare to Care. So Nadia, um, welcome to um, the Prepare to Care podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, so you are the director of the AT&T Foundry for Connected Health. I didn't even know that existed. So first <laughs> tell us, what is that? What does that mean? Uh, yeah, so this is our sixth AT&T Foundry. Uh, it's our word for our innovation centers. Uh, so we have them all over the globe. Uh, Palo Alto, California. We have two in Plano, Texas, uh, one in Atlanta, Georgia, one all the way in Ra'anana, Israel, and right here in Houston, Texas. Okay. Uh, we're, uh, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary. Uh, so this is the first foundry that really has a kind of a laser-sharp focus. Uh, most of them uh, focus on some business needs, but we picked, uh, you know, connected health uh, as what we wanted to really focus on. So we're in the Texas Medical Center. We're part of uh, TMCX, which is their Innovation Institute. Uh, and we love Houston. All right. So <laughs> I, I'm guessing since the, the, the foundry is about connected health, um, caregiving is part of that, right? And, and a number of us are aging right now, which means connected health might be something that, that we're looking forward to. So tell me a little bit, what goes into the whole idea of connected health when it comes particularly to caregiving? What is AT&T doing? Uh, yeah, so uh, when we opened the foundry, uh, we, you know, we started with uh, three primary areas that we wanted to work on. Uh, one is smart hospitals. Uh, the other one is aftercare, which is, you know, as you uh, recover from surgery or illness where you're uh, in the hospital, uh, the idea is to get you home where you can heal, you know, in your own bed instead of having to stay in the hospital. And what kind of technologies can help enable that so you can stay connected to your care team? Okay. The third area is uh, our independent living. Uh, so we built a lab to support that. So uh, one day I hope you can come visit us. We've got... What? There's like a whole lab out there? I what know. does it look like? Is it like an apartment? What What does it look like? Uh, it looks uh, just like a home. So it's uh, it's great because we have a, a, a bed and a couch if we want to take a nap at oh, work. Oh, nice. But, yes. <laughs> but really the purpose is uh, both for us, uh, you know, my team of engineers to uh, build out and test devices as well as the the startup companies and uh, established, uh, you know, medical device companies to come uh, test their devices in our environment. So it's got a, a bed, a, a bathroom, shower, refrigerator, pantry, 
uh, a living room, everything you would expect to see in a home. And we have it uh, kind of rigged up with uh, non-obtrusive, kind of frictionless sensors to gather data. So without giving up, you know, all of the secrets of the things that you're giving, I'm sure there are things you're not ready to talk about, but are there a few things you can share with us about some cool things that you have seen, some cool ideas out there for caregivers? Yeah, definitely. And and I will say, you know, the things in our lab aren't necessarily, you know, going to become pro- products. Right. Um, it's more for us to experiment mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, at the foundry, it's it's less about uh, invention and more about collaboration. Okay. So uh, even though we might uh, go off and do some inventive work, really it's about finding people. You know, once we find something that works, find the best of breed in the marketplace uh, that's working on you know that idea or, or in that space, and collaborate together to bring these products to market. Okay. So I'll I'll, I'll tell you about a few. Yeah, of them. tell us. Uh, so we have some, some sensors that we put in the bed to uh, monitor people's sleep habits. Um, uh, they're very rudimentary. They're, n- they're not as fancy as some of the other ones, but it, it kind of gave us the spark of how important uh, you know, understanding people's sleep habits really is. Uh, you know, if you look at like, the work that Ariana Huffington's doing now about uh, that uh, drowsy driving is now... Uh, just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, as drunk driving, uh, our sleep really has a huge impact on our health and our well-being. Uh, so we wanted to gather that data. So right now, it's 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 like I said, it's very rudimentary. So it just uh, detects whether you're in bed or out of bed. Okay. Uh, but you know, it's funny. Whenever we give tours of it, we brought some students in from UT Health. And they said, you know, this is would be really good to understand sedentary lifestyles. Okay. So even if it's not gathering exactly, you know, how much REM sleep you're in, uh, if we understand that you're only out of bed, you know, one hour a day, and that's just to go to the restroom or go get something to eat, you know, that that might be a warning sign that your caregiver might need to know. And, and so these sensors, I guess they send data to like an app or something? Uh, yeah. So the way we think about it is, uh, you know, we, we want to make these things as easy as possible, you know, for the people that are being monitored, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the caregivers who are, you know, sorting and, and getting the information. Uh, so we're, you know, using our, our LTE network and uh, all of the sensors send data to this kind of hub in the home that we're testing. And that hub sends the data into the cloud, where we're using uh, machine learning algorithms and uh, artificial intelligence to really understand what are the differences, you know, from day to day, you know, from week to week, from month to month, to really, you know, that's the only way you can look at one sensor. Right. And it's, it's sort of interesting, like just the bed. But if you look at the bed and the refrigerator and the couch and the oven you understand, you have a really holistic picture of somebody's well-being. So you could have, imagine like the, you know, the apartment of the future. You can have mom or dad, or maybe it might be me by that time, in that <laughs> apartment. And then the idea is perhaps we can gather enough data that we can sense if something goes wrong. Exactly. exactly. Okay. And so I'm guessing doctors are involved in all of this? So, I mean, you're in the medical center. Are there, yes. are there some things that are more medical in nature? Uh, so we do have, you know, part of this is working with, uh, you know, biomedical devices. So, uh-huh. and that, again, thank you for, for bringing that up because it's not just about the sensors. It's about taking that data and marrying it up with things like heart rate, blood pressure, weight. Uh, probably one of the, the, my favorite things in the lab is 
um, when we met with doctors, and this all started from conversations with uh, people that uh, own nursing homes, uh, geriatric physicians and nurses, awesome people at AARP who let me pick their brain for hours on end. And, you know, the thing that kept coming up was weight, getting an accurate weight from people consistently. Okay. Not just every three months when you go to the doctor or every year for some people, but, you know, understanding their weight, you know, more granularly than that. The challenge is, I, I know myself and a lot of people are like me, I don't mind getting on the scale. I just don't like the number. We don't, don't want to know. I Nobody know, wants right? to know, right? So I challenged my engineers to to build me a scale that would that would weigh me without having to think about it. Uh, so they they tried a couple things. The one that, that kind of finally landed was a scale that's uh, a little rug that goes next to your bed. So every day when you get up, you step on the scale as you're just going about your business. It weighs you, sends it to the cloud, and you don't have to think about it. But That's the people, really cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was really happy about that. <laughs> Problem is, is now we've got a chart of my weight in the office on the wall, which I don't like. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm sure that's great. So um, so what you're telling us is, I mean, AT&T is this very large company. And sometimes we think, oh, corporate America, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're out there to just whatever, you know. But there are like all these really interesting, like these conversations, mm-hmm. these these ideas that are emerging, and 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 how do we use technologies and, and services that, frankly, right now we take the internet for granted as much as we take electricity for granted. Yeah. And and you guys are really engaging in all of these conversations that are like somewhat outside of what we would think AT and T is doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, for me, it was personal. Um, my, uh, my father-in-law about a year and a half ago, uh, he had a nasty fall. And, um, one of the things that was, it was really interesting when I met with the folks at AARP and they were talking about doing a lot of outreach to tell people that it's okay to let people know that you had a fall because after that first fall, the numbers clearly show you're so much more likely to have another fall. And the older we get, you know, the more harm each one of those falls can do to us. So sadly, uh, the second fall that he had, uh, he fractured his spine and he was in the hospital uh, in a coma for about three months. Uh, he's finally home after being in the ICU and you know, it was very uh, traumatic to our family. And you know, I'm an engineer and it just drove me crazy that you know, what could we have done you know, to detect this or, or to you know, to understand, you know, that this was going to happen. Uh, one of the things that was very sad, even though he, he does have an in-purse device, sadly this happened at night, mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of people don't wear them at night. They're, right. they're charging next to their bed. Um, but that doesn't help you when, you know, you have to use the restroom at 3 in the morning or right. whatever. Uh, so, you know, I, I was really passionate, and, and when I, you know, you know, had the opportunity to take this role, I, I really jumped on it because it let me marry something I was already working on in my personal life. And, you know, I already had great use cases because I knew what people were going through. I saw that what my mother-in-law was was doing, having to be the full-time uh, caretaker for him now because he's still bed-bound um, and she's taking care of him, have him full-time. But we're in Houston. They're in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, we need... You know, not all, you know, we're not uh, 
what's their multi-generational families anymore right. living in the same house. A lot of us are spread out all over the country. But you want to know that people are okay and you want to know that you know that they're at risk. So really what I'm seeing is, you know, we think of innovation. You know, we, we see it on TV. Somebody says, oh, this great app was developed, or these great sensors. And we're like, oh, okay. We don't think, like, there's an engineer who thought about this. And that a lot of these conversations happen because there's something very personal. There's a sense of mission that comes there. Yeah. Do, do you feel like the, the people who are involved with the foundry, do they have, like, that shared sense of mission? Do people come at these ideas from different angles? Yeah, definitely. And and one of the most striking things to me, because I, I moved here from Silicon Valley where, you know, the I like what uh, Kara Swisher said. It's the uh, it's the, the world's, you know, best and brightest working on uh, filters for Snapchat or right. something. Um, what I found in the medical center, you know, I've since we opened, I've met probably two, 250 startup companies. And the thing that strikes me the most is every single one that I meet, I mean, it's not just that they want to build a company to, to get rich. Almost every one of them, there's it's a family member. It's a friend. They're trying to solve a problem that's going to help somebody that they know and that they love. And I think that's what you know is really inspiring about working in this field. So we really have like engineers at work thinking about all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. So you said there's this independent living lab. Now I want to go see it. But um, <laughs> and then um, and then you mentioned something about smart hospitals and aftercare. What what do you see there? Are there like some trends that are emerging, or, or or what are like the ideas that are being you know investigated right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, remote patient monitoring is uh, actually we, we have a, a remote patient monitoring platform that that's we currently actually sell. Um, I wasn't involved in that, but right. you know, more and more we meet with uh, hospitals who you know have these specific needs where they literally don't have enough beds for the people that they need. Um, so they need solutions for you know monitoring people as they go home. Another big thing is, you know, hospital readmission is is a big problem in this country. People, you know, they have a surgery, they go home, or they have a chronic illness, and, and, and they're at home, and then they end up in the nursing room because either, you know, they're not, you know, very well informed, or they're not taking care of themselves, and a lot of it has to do with not gathering the right information. So uh, the idea is to give people a suite of you know, biometric devices, things to do like blood pressure, um, temperature, weight, uh, glucose, and get that information, you know, both in their hands so they can understand and be, you know, full participants in their healthcare, but get it to the doctors, the nurses, um, you know, algorithms that can understand that people, you know, reach out to them, tell them to come into the office and not go in the emergency room, catch problems before they become problems. So really th this whole idea about, you know, this new wave of connectivity that we have mm -hmm. now, right now is is really at the forefront of all of this. Is it going to look like that, that uh, we're like wearing like bracelets or, or watches <laughs> that, that tell, you know, what it is that we're doing? Or or is, what, what kind of technology is emerging out there? Or is it like you, you're bedridden, but you have a station next to you and sensors in your bed? Or is it a mix of things? and and I know these things are emerging, but what have you seen in the future? I mean, I, I've seen some really cool stuff, I will say. Uh, some, you know, a, a lot of it depends on what people are comfortable with. And I think that's one of the great things that's that's evolving is 
you know, some people are developing sensors that are, are you know, I'll, I'll describe it as more ambient. So a device that can just be in your room uh, and detect, you know, that there are three people breathing. Okay. Uh, there's some that can detect heart rate from distances away. Uh, but there are also some great wearables. Um, uh, you know, the I've seen some uh, early prototypes of some things that can, you know, detect your heart rate. Apple Watch does that now. Right. All of the, the smartwatches, Fitbits and things like that can do that. Um, but what's interesting is what if, because I've seen this uh, happen if you can... If you can plug somebody up, their vital signs, like the thing you're plugged up to in the hospital, there are algorithms that will tell you before you're going to have a heart attack. Now, cool. that's great if you're always hooked up to a vital machine right, yes. and you have a supercomputer crunching on those numbers. But as technology gets better, you know, Moore's Law states that the, you know, the tech is just going to exponentially get better and better and the hardware is going to get smaller and smaller. That technology is going to end up on a watch. So can you imagine getting a notification uh you should go see a doctor. You may have a heart attack in the next two weeks. That would be useful. It would be quite <laughs> useful. I know. So, so you're seeing a, a bunch of different technologies. You see yeah. sensors and, and and wearable and and all of that. That sounds so exciting. Yeah. Uh, but you say it's interesting. You bring up it all depends. You know how people react to it. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to get used to all of this, or or you think that some things are going to develop better than others? Are, are there trends that you've that you've seen emerge already. I mean, the like my, my boss always likes to say, uh, skate where the puck's going. Okay. Right? Uh, so there's technologies out there that people are developing for the you know people that are currently aging in place. Uh, but there's also a group of people developing for you know it's it you know time runs in a line. We're all get, getting older. Right. Uh, so as you know generations are more comfortable with technology, those things are going to line up and and hopefully land. That's a very good point. So we're we're getting used to all this. So, um, Nadia, this is all about all the time that we have today. But before we go, I, I want to ask you if there's one thing that you want us to take away today, what would that be? Um, and one thing we always keep in mind is is you know I I really learned design thinking when I was out in in Silicon Valley, and I took that here to, in Houston. I met some great people that also you know love design thinking work, even though I am an engineer. Uh, but having an empathetic perspective is really everything in this. I mean, the feedback we got from a lot of folks uh, was no cameras, mm-hmm. right? People don't want to be watched by cameras. It gives them the willies, yes. right? So that was my challenge to the team when they built this lab was no cameras. And the reactions we get from people, are almost they're almost overjoyed that, that there's not some camera looking at them all day and that that's just off the table for what we're looking at. So really understanding what people are comfortable with, what's important for them to know, uh, you know, talk to caregivers, talk to the seniors, figure out what works and execute on it. Thank you. That sounds both very kind and very exciting. Thank you. So um, thank you, Nadia. Today, we've spoken with Nadia Morris. She's the director of the AT&T Foundry for Connected Health, where they invent new technologies for the future of caregiving. If you want to learn more about the Foundry and keep up to date on all of their projects, you can find them at about.att.com forward slash innovation forward slash Foundry. So 
If you thought this podcast was helpful, or if you have friends or family who exhibit signs of, gosh, dementia or, or need help, um, please invite them to follow the Prepare to Care podcast. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud or on the AARP website, which is www.aarp.org slash Houston PTC. So please visit our website and take the Prepare to Care podcast survey. Help us improve future episodes. And please, please tell all your friends about the Prepare to Care podcast. Thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for caring.